0: Heyo. What's up, buddy? Maggio. What's uh, the Habs? Uh, uh, nothing. Just r- well overprepared for this podcast. Uh, I've got got donuts. I got tea. I got wine. I got Ooh. uh, no tea. yeah. I just ate a nice pasta dinner. I got my girlfriend Ooh. here. She is uh watching some TV out on the couch. And I'm gonna call Trey Zingas in here. We're gonna get to. We're gonna get going. This is a hi, Mason. Hey, boy. Oh my God, that is like the
1: cutest fucking dog I've ever seen. He is uh He's in fact not bad. He's actually pretty good.
0: I love that. It's gonna be quite the pairing with your pit. Yeah, it's
1: it's gonna get weird. I yeah. guarantee you that. But they will they will be interesting.
0: Yo! Yo! Yo. <laughs> um. All right, Kyle. So, are, are you good to uh, cut your video? or Are you going to introduce Mason to everyone when they get on here?
1: No, I'll cut my video. I'm right. good. I'm gonna. Get, here we go. Let's go ahead and. Trey, get... did you want to see? Did you want to see Mason real quick, Trey? Did you want to?
2: Sure, pal.
1: Look at He's this. Sleepy. So was he? Look at this. It me.
2: Oh, whoa. Keep that part down. (laughs) TKW after
1: dark. Hey, Kim.
2: Hi. What's up? Hello. You know, hanging out. Kyle just showing off his dog. All right, wait, hold on. Anthony, did you invite anybody else yet? No. All right, Kim, real quick, we have Jared coming on and his former co-host, Joe, is also coming on, but they don't know that they're being reunited right now. Okay. So just a little heads up, because they All have right. no idea this is about to happen.
3: Okay, I we'll won't ruin it. All
0: right, cool. All right, let me, I'm going to bring, <laughs> who should I bring in first? I'll bring Jared in first. That makes sense. Okay. Um. Dude, this is a fucking loaded pod, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: dude, I don't, even,
0: I don't have the Wi-Fi speed for this. I have fucking Xfinity. Uh, you fucking
1: better get to it, my man. The Whoa,
4: guys, 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 guys. Why are we cursing so much, guys?
2: hello j Dog.
4: hey what's up fellas what's up buddy hey hey good
0: uh good hey. seeing you um <clears throat> our, our, Trey you want to take it let our let her buddy know what's what he's in for
2: hey Jared
4: oh shit what's up <laughs> Trey
2: so uh I came with this little idea about an hour ago you cool with having an, another person on the pod our pod? get the fuck out of here this one like right now uh no i say no. okay well, all right cool never mind great too bad stuff. all right it's
4: coming up oh, right dude. now Let's... no mm. here we dude, you man. guys are you There's guys are answer. oversaturated this man you got you guys got kim on a podcast why are you even bringing me or anybody else on
0: um donut uh, takes are meant to
4: fly yeah. Oh, look at that face. I know that face.
2: Yo. Hi, mm. Joe. A Yo. Little surprise.
4: Oh shit. Holy
5: smokes.
2: Congrats.
4: Welcome. Hey. Just, just let Joe be on the show so you could tag him on Twitter. Do not let him put any takes <laughs> on the record. Like, just, just do this for the retweets. That's it. I'm Joe, gonna say like six words.
0: Joe's been all over the Knicks wall lately. He's just been infiltrating. He got, he's got a piece up there. He is,
5: he is all over it. I am basically the next wall at this point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Could be, wow. U E I C. Wow. Sorry, Ryan.
5: There's a lot of people in here. Who's Who's that? Who's everybody in here? Because my uh, Skype blocks out after Trey and Jared.
3: All right, Kyle.
4: Joe is about to say. Joe hey. is about to say. Who's that woman on the podcast? That's where I feel like Joe is going with that. I
5: heard <laughs> really? like the W. I don't see a woman on my uh,
4: podcast.
3: There is a woman.
5: There is a yeah. woman. This is already anarchy. Uh-huh. This is going to only go poorly. Yeah. Are man. we?
3: The donut. That's it. Are
1: we? <laughs> is it? Is this cold open? Are we still doing cold open? Yeah. No, this is, is all, this... this is all
0: staying, but, you know, if you want to go ahead and intro the show, we'll put the music in here.
5: That's one
3: small step
5: for man. One giant leap for man. Columbia, Columbia, it's Columbia. It's...
1: Welcome, folks, to another installment of the TKW Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Kyle Maggio, and with me, I have a slew of characters. I have uh, the usual Anthony Corbo. What's going on, Anthony? Yep. I have the infamous Trey Zingas. Yep. I have both halves of the Relatively Speaking podcast, the uh, Joe Nardone and uh, Jared Mintz. Hey, yo. I thought Joe was
4: going to go
1: first. I'm sorry. You guys are so, a lot of manners there, that's good. I'm a gentleman,
4: I am a chivalrous to all of these things.
5: Yeah, and, whatever
1: Jared said. And, and lastly, uh, from Twitter, we have uh, Kim, KG, so welcome, welcome to the pod.
3: Thank you, Podcast Virgin, so go easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you here. We're, we're,
1: we're a very informal podcast. <laughs> Sorry, we,
3: that sounded awful. Was, we, we are
4: quite the way to introduce yourself. Great, great debut and who have never spoken to a woman before oh my god
1: <laughs> and we're here so so uh we're gonna cover a couple of things tonight I, I figure i mean it's gonna go off the rails and you have to expect that anyway but let's at least start with some sort of uh Nick talk before that happens uh, i just wanted to touch on really a couple of things the two most important and most Fresh things, uh, probably Chris Stapps of late. His play, and also um, we've gotten to see Frankie Nicotine play a little bit, and that's exciting. Um, yeah, he's it, done pretty much everything except score. So let's uh, let's discuss. What do we like? It's so It's time far? to
0: get excited. Like let's let's raise that tone up a little bit because I know, I know we didn't have a great game last night. It happens, you know. Got, got ran into the Rockets. Ryan Anderson had 16 points in the uh, in the second quarter. Could but be- have been a Nick. Nick. But before that, it could have been a Nick. Could have been, could a, have been Nick. a Nick instead. We got Annis <laughs> Canner, who I think outperformed him anyway in a lot of ways. But um regardless, it's you know, we can be excited right now. The last couple of games have been awesome. We last talked to Ian Begley and he was you know, we were pretty stoked then, but I feel like that was just the beginning of the run, and it was it was a pretty solid week for the Knicks, all things considered, I think.
2: Can I just shoot out a general question? Maybe. Um, what's it like to not be at Chris Abs's career high basketball game? I'm just curious. Can uh, you guys don't, enlighten don't me? Don't you do don't you
1: do this today? All right, all right,
2: all right, all was...
3: right. Seems a little early. I feel like I go next game and be at his career high basketball game.
1: This is true. Hey, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk he's next looking. week about Wait, that. Wait, hold on, hold on. Before, before we scoot on by the career high game, uh I just wanted to ask a quick question to those of you that are on the pod. Who who was a uh, the career high against who did he hang 38 of those things against
2: serbian sensation nikola jokic Ooh. <laughs> guy, Yikes. Top, top five in the nba nikola jokic Yikes. is that who yeah. we're
1: talking about yeah i heard he was top five i wasn't sure because he allowed 38 of those things so i just wanted to verify when we got on that you guys are watching what i was watching so yeah the uh, nerd darling Yikes. Alright, uh anyway, so Can I can I
4: just interrupt real quick? My favorite thing about that game, I don't remember if it was the end of the first half of the third quarter, but Jokic was trying to get a three pointer up like after the buzzer, and Kristaps was not trying to let him get it up. You know Kristaps is on Twitter all the time. Like, stop talking about this Jokic dude. I'm not here for it. I'm team snotty dripping. I'm not Jokic. Like we don't we don't mess with Jokic around here. Like he was angry at him. The Kyle yeah,
0: the weird. Kyle Snotty, like uh, team up against Jokic in the last couple of weeks has been outstanding
1: it, it, yeah we, we've really been in our prime I think with this we really hit our stride I'm really proud of us a lot of good synergy <laughs> on there um shout it, out vorp twitter yeah shout out vorp twitter really <laughs> um,
4: also while, while I'm uh, airing my grievances you asked our thoughts on frank nicotine is that is that the nickname? Is that what we're rolling with? Because uh, I kind of hate, kind of hate it. Hate it. <laughs> I'm disappointed. A, I love come on, man, he's
1: addictive.
3: <laughs> oh, okay, fine.
1: So, well, what do
5: you guys like? Do you guys like French <laughs> like prints?
3: French Prince. I think the French prince is good.
5: It is good. Whatever is. you guys make the most most money merch wise off of, I think is what we should roll with. Well, this what is what quite else? the experiment I'm here for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I what do we have so far? We have the French prince. We have yeah. Frankie Smokes. I don't even know where Frankie Smokes originated from. I just started rolling with it. And then from Frankie Smokes, we got Frankie Nicotine, which was, I think, from Clem. Clem said Frankie Nicotine.
0: Yes, he did.
4: Yeah, right. did. Also, uh, Chicago gangster Frank Nitty. I think we should be playing on that oh. a little bit. Frank Nitty. Ooh. Well, there yeah. you go. Wow. See, that Nekka's makes some nobody. sense. Yeah, thanks, guys.
1: Okay.
2: Noted right. Chicago historian, Jared, <laughs> Jared
1: Yeah, really. <laughs> well, be me. we'll speak. Speaking of Frank, and we'll get to uh, Dotson shortly as well, Um, are you guys actually excited, or are we looking for the positives a little bit too hard because we desperately want him to pan out? Um, How do you guys feel about the, like, three-and-a-half games we've seen from him so far? Because I'm irrationally excited from what I've seen defensively and lately passing. He's just sort of been putting it together, literally everything except scoring. He can't score. I've accepted. I've accepted it, but um better I don't than know.
0: Dennis Smith.
1: Oof. Spicy. Better than Markel Faults too, if we're being
2: real. Perhaps Lonzo Ball too.
0: I'm here for it.
3: No, Honestly, I, I I get more excited by hearing people who play with him talk about him than what I'm seeing because they know more than I do. I've seen maybe three full games of him, but people talk about him like, just wait, you know, they can see his habits. They can see what he's doing on the court. Like that makes me excited to just kind of see, cause I think practice is the most important thing. Now we can't see how they're developing, but like, that gets me kind of going.
2: Yeah. What have you seen um, specifically? I don't think I've heard much. Um...
3: I've seen, I mean, I just read, um, I don't even remember who it was, but um, some broadcasters, and I just read, um, somebody was playing against him. I need to find out the name, but just said that we're going to be seeing him for a long time on the Knicks, which that's all I need to hear. Like, point guard, who's 19 right now, sticking around for years, that's all I want to hear. I don't care if it's true. I don't care if it's just all I want to hang on to at the moment.
1: I think this was uh, one of the quotes you were thinking of. I saw it on the Nick's Instagram before. It was from Jared Jack. He said, "I don't yeah. think he's even scratched the surface yet of the type of player he's going to be. The people in New York are going to get used to seeing him for. Oh, sorry, get used to seeing him play for a long time."
3: Yeah, that makes me excited. That makes me more excited than anything I've seen. I,
1: I think, I think what, and I said this uh, when we had Ian on the pod. Um, last week, I, I think what excites me the most is that he's doing the things well that you need to do well consistently. Like he's playing D really at a high level from what we can see so far, anyway. For this little stretch, he's playing. You know, he's passing the ball well. I mean, he's getting more comfortable in that aspect. But last night he had eight assists, so that was good. Um, and, and most importantly, like he's not just playing good D, but it looks like he's really using the full scope of his length like we saw last night in a couple of those possessions where he swallowed James Harden up. I mean, Harden still had 31 last night, so let's not get too carried away, but you know, he he had a couple of really nice individual possessions where you get flashes of the potential and um it, it's sort of like I don't want to I'm dangerously drawing the parallel here, but remember when we first saw KP play and he wasn't supposed to be a great defender, but then he was using all 7 foot 3 of himself to like go vertical against guys and block shots. And I feel like on the perimeter we were seeing that a little bit over the last couple of games with Frank, where he's just just being present. Well, the, with mo- his the most surprising whole thing, frame.
0: the most surprising thing about that to me is, and it, this kind of shouts to uh, Nick's film school, Jeffrey Ballone, But uh, mm-hmm. I was watching one okay. of I was watching some uh, some uh, highlight footage from last night from him, and Frank was in the post for, on a couple of possessions. Like he was yep. able to just put, he's got such a long wingspan and he's not filled out yet, but he can just stick his hands like right up there. And he's capable enough to stop, you know, at least wings from getting into the post. Like he has some rim protection skills and that's fascinating to me.
2: Joe, Jared, you guys got any thoughts on uh,
5: Frank? Uh, I haven't seen enough of him play. Um, I know I seen two games, two full games where he saw like legit minutes and uh, I mean, he's awful offensively. Um, the passing stuff, I don't really see what you guys are seeing. I know last game he played well, um, pretty much everywhere but shooting. But and I know he 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 had a lot of assists last game, but I don't think he's doing anything offensively where I'm like, yeah, this guy is going to figure it out. Uh, defensively though, like you guys said, he looks good. Um, he seems really. Low. I don't know what his wingspan was when they when he was coming into the draft. But he just seems really lengthy, which is always a plus. But I don't see any of these other offensive things you guys are seeing. So
4: I think I think that's fair, Joe. I mean, you're not watching him like the way you watch a Dennis Smith, who just looks natural when he touches the ball, and it's like this dude could go off. Like this dude could jump over three guys right now. He looks comfortable shooting the ball. Like these these are things that you see in some more polished players who came into the league with offensive skill sets that you kind of know what to expect from. With Frank, I don't think anybody knew what to expect, what he could do offensively, because even last year, the last couple of years, it's not like he played big minutes overseas. But at the same time, defensively, he looks comfortable out there. He looks like he's had to guard guys who play at a high level before. When he got switched on to James Harden a couple times last night, like he wasn't jumping at his moves. He wasn't you know, going for steals. He stayed his ground. He looked poised. And I think that's my biggest takeaway from Frank so far is that he doesn't look like he stands out out there but at the same time he doesn't look like he doesn't belong which I think that kind of goes back to what Kyle was talking about with Chris Stapps where you know we had no idea what to expect from Chris Stapps other than a guy who's going to be raw a guy who hasn't faced this level of competition but then he gets out there and it's like oh man this guy could play basketball and Frank while he hasn't made you know the greatest impact yet on on offense I think defensively he he looks like he belongs and offensively I mean he's keeping the ball moving he's not trying to do more than he's capable of and I think for a guy his age with his level of experience, that's that's really all we could ask for. So to go back to, you know, the initial question of are we just kind of, you know, getting excited about anything because we need something to get excited about? Or is there really something to get excited about here? It's a little bit of both. I mean, the Nets game, he made a few passes that like, I don't know, weren't crazy passes, but led to easy baskets. And we're just starving to see a young point guard do stuff like that. So somewhere in the middle, I'm happy with what I've seen. I'm not going to say he's blown me away or he's exceeding expectations, but at the same time, I mean, he showed you he could kind of play, and I think that's all we're looking for this year out of him.
1: Yeah, my, I, oh no, go ahead, Kim.
3: I was just going to say I think that's what we should be looking for in general. Like I've been saying this whole year, I'm not looking at wins, and, and this it's a general thing with the team. Like when I see him swallow up Harden on a late possession, that's meaningless. That's what I want to see. I want to see growth. I want to see, you know, KP, he's doing amazing things, but he has a lot of work to do. I just, I want to see these guys grow. I don't care about the wins. I'm happy that we got blown out by the Rockets a little bit because could you imagine rolling into this pot on a four-game winning street beating, beating the Cavs and the Rockets? Like, that's not where we need to be. It's not the headspace. It's not what the team is going to be. I think, you know... They're gonna blow out some teams, they're gonna lose bad to some teams, and in the end, like it's gonna be about growth. It's not gonna be about wins and losses. So I think so far, seven games in, we're right on track, and we need to be looking at these little little things that these young guys are doing.
2: I would be so unbearable if they won that Rockets game. This, Just like for the a, record.
3: This would be a hyped this up whole podcast. Thing would
4: be unbearable.
1: Yeah, especially because uh Timmy came out hot. In that game too, when I was like, if he's just not gonna miss tonight, this might be one of those dumb games where, you know, we just kind of luck into it because the offense was uh, on a torrid stretch, and that's what I thought was gonna happen. And then the third quarter happened, and then the rest is history. But dude, we don't um, need we don't need luck. We got Jared Jack. I I watched I watched. There was eight jared jack mid-range jumpers last night and that was (laughs) and that was eight too many are you saying jared was jacking them up oh my
2: god next topic How do you
1: still do this it's pretty easy i thought you got them all out in the group chat my god
2: no those were just rocks (laughs) (laughs) come on man
1: Trey, I, Trey, I just dm Joe
4: and I asked him, "Who are we with regards to the Levitard show right now? Are Joe and I both Cody today? Is that what's happening?"
2: Which Cody? We're not right?
4: Chris. We're yeah, we're both the old guy who who gets sent in the corner and gets tickled. Is that who we are?
2: It's possible. I might be treading that way. I'm somewhere in between him and Stugatz at this point. I'm are
0: we all Cody? air? Look, it's you all carve happening? your you carve your own roles out on a podcast. If that's what you want
5: to be, that's what you want to be.
1: I like it. Yeah, we're not. We'll, we'll never be
5: formal. When we get to the dots and stuff, you guys are probably gonna kick me out of the podcast. Uh, well, we're let's go. Get to the dots, dots and stuff, right? Bring now. Fucking so, bring it. Uh, right.
1: Damian Dotson, Joe, you can kick this off. I'm just gonna do a slight, slight intro here. Damian Dotson played pretty much the second half of that game. Uh, apparently more so once it became evident it was a blowout and hope was lost in terms of winning, um, the game. He was, I believe, four of five shooting, and he also broke Tariq Black straight off of the TV screen. <laughs> so, uh, Joe, I just want you to come in hot with your take here before we... Uh...
5: I just want to ask first, everybody around, do you guys want him to succeed? Yes. As yes.
1: yes. I
0: feel kind of impartial because he's not too high up on the like on the board for me, but you know, it'd be cool
1: i would I would enjoy more I would enjoy more good basketball players on this team. so
5: yeah while well, o- take- out well, 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 at Oregon he was charged with rape. yep yeah <laughs> oh uh, yeah. yeah and uh, all the um all the evidence was really damning and he basically got away with the technicality. so uh, that's my Damien that's not big. Thank you.
1: Nope. Yeah.
3: Um, do we have to talk about him now?
1: Um, so anymore? about so about Kyle O'Quinn's trade value. <laughs> um,
3: okay, talk about the crossover like once and then we can move on.
1: So, so Tari- <laughs> Tariq Black is in an alternate universe somewhere. He's in the upside he down, down right right now. Through space. So, yes, he is in the upside down. The worst part about it was it was like he never got settled to even attempt to play defense. As soon as he decided he was going to go play defense, life had other... Uh, this, you know, ideas for him, and he just went clear off the screen. Like it was a very clean break, and he just disappeared. And uh, it was a beautiful, wonderful moment in a meaningless
5: game. So, yeah. Kyle-
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm sorry. I I don't know if you guys were aware of it or not. I asked Jared. No, no we if, we were yeah. we were
1: aware. We were aware. I. I feel like there's no.
5: Uh, I, I I couldn't imagine trying to talk him up, knowing you know that stuff. <laughs> I don't think we we're gonna
1: talk him up. I was just gonna say he did a couple of nice. Th- I mean, he made four shots and crossed the dude up. That's pretty much what we got excited about. Um, Thanks, Joe. Uh, we, we- <laughs>
4: it's tough too because you can't really make a joke to transition out of that because nope. it's kind of just like, all right, we're stuck. Yeah. I guess we end the podcast and say goodnight
2: No, there are 20 no, minutes. Um, not bad.
3: Who invited that guy? <laughs>
1: Trey, I'll I'll take the L here. (laughs) No, it's fine. Um, So, seriously, we'll just transition awkwardly to Kyle O'Quinn because there's not a smooth way to do it. So, there's a lock, there's a lock jam at the center position for this team, as we know. There is, there is a, yeah, well, so there's KP, who we hope is going to be the five in the future, which he keeps saying he wants to play the four. So, that's that's something. Then there's uh, his best friend billy who's been benched for defensive uh improvement that's what they want him to do but Ennis Kanter starts in front of him so there's that um there's Annis kenther who's only there to essentially get buckets and rebound at a pretty decent rate and then there's kylo quinn who seemingly only gets 12 rebounds every game so there's also
4: him be- noah there's
3: noah
1: too oh and there's michael <laughs> beasley he plays a lot of power forward all right so i think beasley's out of rotation uh, Considering we have Noah coming back, there's a lot going on. Um, Basically, Kyle O'Quinn has played pretty damn well, all things considered. I would argue that he's probably been the best big not-named Chris Stapps. I don't think that's much of a stretch to go out and say. Um, Two things. One, do you think that this is a ploy because I'm— I'm leading into this I'm starting to believe in myself that this is a ploy to uh, up Kylo Quinn's trade value he's still kind of young they're trying to move him maybe to clear this logjam up is that why they're benching Willie so much um, if that's the case if we will play along with this thought what do you think his trade value is is there a couple of places you think they can ship him to what do you think we can get a return if he would be on the move and if not 'Cause someone's gonna have to be, would it be Cantor in a couple of weeks or a month? And the same questions apply there. Maybe who do you wanna see go? What do you think's the best move?
0: I think ideally around trade deadline, they wanted to get rid of Cantor, but I think the team's kind of starting to grow attached to him now. Like he's kind of proven to I mean like he's his poor defense has been shining through. Uh but I think he's been yeah, there's, he's been working well with Chris Stops down low. They have a they seem to be developing a little bit of a rapport together. And then the thing with O'Quinn, like you could think maybe move him too, but O'Quinn has just looked really good with Frank, I think. And I think they're starting to develop some chemistry. So you kind of have to consider at that point, like, do you move O'Quinn and keep Billy because then you're you're taking on the better, you know, the younger player who could develop into something more in a few years, or do you hold on to O'Quinn? Who might help your potential franchise point guard develop into something even more? I don't know. You know, obviously they want to get rid of Noah, but I think kind of, I think they kind of want to see that if O'Quinn starts to really develop up here and he, he can hold on to this play, then maybe they can move him for some kind of mid-first round pick or late first round pick. But that's probably about it.
2: I don't even think Kyle O'Quinn gets you a first round pick. Really? Yeah, I'm with yeah, Trey. Trey. No, way. no, I th- I think that's us overhyping him. Like we see him day in day out, he's making an impact, but it's still the Knicks and the trade market for a big at this point who plays the traditional center role isn't really there. You don't think? Um, and if anything, hmm? no, you don't think like uh, you give
0: him a half season to play and he keeps up how he's playing right now, he couldn't get you a pick that kind of projects to be somewhere in the twenties.
2: I mean. Which team is going to do that, though? Because the way that the NBA has really gone, it's away from the traditional center role, and Kylo Quinn mostly offers you that. And I don't think he's going to get a playoff team over the top. Like I don't think there's going to be a team that looks at Kylo Quinn and is like, okay, we could trade a first for that guy.
1: I, I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think we'd get a first for him. But you also never know because there was a time when the Cleveland Cavaliers traded two firsts to get Timothy uh, Mozgov. So, I not that. I think O'Quinn is on the level that Mazgov was at the time. But what I'm saying is different situations call for different means. So maybe he's really just worth a second rounder and a salary filler. But for the right team, maybe it's a late first round pick and a salary filler. So I, I get it. I don't think he's actually worth the first. But I can understand, given the right circumstance, how he could get to that point.
0: Now this is Danny. Maybe. This is Danny Ainge, of course, but I could see Boston being a fit. Boston's kind of got a, a little bit of weakness down low. If Aaron Baines doesn't quite pan out, which is, you know, telling because he's Aaron Baines. But um, you know, if he doesn't quite pan out, I could see them moving one of their late first, you know, their late first round pick this year to try to acquire some front court depth.
2: If I was I'd rather sign Julie Okafor. Mm, that's true. Like as sad Yeah, as that's, that's sad.
0: true. Okafor like being if, if, on the market if, if, might, might kind of tank uh, any kind of center value.
4: That's... But, I mean, Okafor is expiring, and Kyle O'Quinn's contract is still relatively valuable. With that said, if I'm the Knicks, I would rather have Jalil Okafor than Kylo Quinn too. I, I think we're looking at situations here. We're going to need a team that's going to have an injury, that's going to need a Kyle O'Quinn to come off the bench. You know, I agree with, with Trey's point. I don't really think Kyle O'Quinn is taking anybody over the top. At the same time, I mean, his best role is probably just providing front court depth for another team. Also, at the same time, I mean, I don't know that he's not a guy that's going to stick around New York for a bit. He's still relatively young. He does some good things. I mean, right now, aside from Dotson, who's played like 10 minutes a season, he leads a team in net rating. They seem to be better offensively with him out there. I know there's a logjam up front. I just think that he might be one of their more valuable pieces at, at the same time. I mean, they have all these untradeable contracts, so if they do need to unload anybody... I guess it would be O'Quinn. I just, I don't know what his value is right now. I don't, I don't think it's particularly
3: high. Do you think they're even looking to trade right now? I mean, I feel like they're just waiting to see what happens. I am. How these guys develop. I would think that if anything were done, it would be at the deadline.
2: Yeah, I definitely think there's going to be time before they even do anything. And um, Kyle, was it you who said
1: that you believe that maybe they're playing these dudes to um, boost trade value? Uh, yeah i I just i just think with how many centers are on this team and given the age given the value that's on their deals especially o'quinn i just feel like there is there's got to be something to when you have that many guys in one position maybe you're not actively looking to make a trade but you can still be trying to draw attention to certain guys Is a better way to word it so everybody's young on this team so it's still like not really a pressing thing to move guys, because it's not like you have like a uh, like a mellow like an older guy you want to up his value before he leaves, even though it's not how it went, you know. So maybe they aren't looking to get rid of them right now, but they're just trying to draw some attention. So I I think that might be the ploy, if I was gonna believe one, because I just can't I can't believe half the team is gonna be centers is is what it comes down to. Half the active roster is gonna be centers. Or, you know, power forwards. Right. I I think someone in that slot gets moved by by the deadline. Because that's why I thought the Cantor deal happened. I I thought they were going to, they had so many shitty offers on the table that I thought that move was made because they figured they could move, they could then move Cantor or O'Quinn, one of the younger bigs, even maybe Billy, as much as people don't want to part with him because of KP. I thought maybe one of them could potentially be on the move as a second part to uh, the mellow
2: follow yeah i just don't know if the knicks are that calculated
1: probably not Probably, um, but it's a thing that i thought about
2: yeah. yeah maybe they could package one of them with courtney lee or something and make that type of trade but i really mean, yeah. don't know it's hard to really project that at this point with um i don't think there's any rumors of knicks trades at this point so like kim said we're just kind of waiting and uh We'll make a probably a deal closer to the deadline. Yeah,
0: the Knicks made their trade. I mean, they they just moved on for Melo. I think they're looking for a little bit of stability now. But yeah, I I do think that there's going to be some something somebody gets moved around the deadline.
1: Would you guys rather see if if one was going to get moved? Would you rather see Cancer get moved or Quinn get moved? Cancer. I'm kind of. This is a
0: hot take, but I'm kind of of the opinion that Hernan Gomez should get moved.
1: Ooh. Spicy.
0: Yeah. Nope. No, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, he's going to get you the most value out of everyone there. Um, he's going they, they to walk. They need to right? showcase a little bit. I don't think that Billy getting traded makes Ops walk. Like, I think it's great that they're together on the team, but I I, I don't see how – it's not like Billy's not going to have a job. It's not like they're putting their his friend out on the streets or anything like that. Like, he'll probably end up getting moved to a better situation where he can, you know, flourish in a better role. And if that doesn't, like, make the two of them happy, then I don't know, you know, what will. But, you know, it's great that they get to start their careers here, but I don't know how long I really expect that to last for.
4: We're going to get to it soon, but, I mean, it's one of those things where it just came out that Chris Tapps wants to be made to feel special. I think you do everything to do that. And if keeping, you know, the best, the other best young big man on the team can also give you another talented player and keep your franchise player happy... I think you kind of prioritize that. I mean, like at the same time, looking at all this on paper, maybe he's the easiest to trade because he's a cheap contract. He's great. You know, sky's the limit for him. And he's not getting minutes on your team anyway. I just, I'm, I'm kind of all for catering to KP here. And I think keeping Willie kind of helps there. Yeah, I Not think that it's a make if, or break, you know. But
3: If the point is young, cheap, developable youth, then yeah, you got it. Why give it away?
2: yeah absolutely and he's still a second round pick and you control his um contract rights for quite some time i believe as cba gets gets broken down joe Um, what do you
4: think about billy hernan gomez you're awfully quiet over there
5: well listen honestly uh i think you guys overvalued kylo quinn on the market quite a bit uh maybe two seconds um nobody's trading for Cantor, and uh for hermy uh Hurt the me. only the only teams that will want him are bad teams, and all the bad teams already have centers. So I don't think you could move any of them.
4: All the bad teams have centers, folks. You heard it here first. Well, all the ba-
5: All right. The name, a bad, name a bad name a bad team that's going to give up a first for him.
2: Jared, is that a fine?
5: Put in the bucket. Take- T- or the we'll name, we'll name the name team, name no, no. A team that's a lottery pick up for him no, no one so, is but, uh, but, uh, but
0: like, I, I, I don't think that he gets moved to a bad team though I don't think any of our centers will get moved to a bad team I think any of our centers would get moved to a you know a good team is looking for depth I mean that's the thing you look at with Billy or Kyle O'Quinn, they're both on great contracts uh, it would be a lot easier for a good team to take them on than some other players out there
5: well a good team is not going to take on a second year player to get over the hump. This is true. That might, that
0: might just mean that Quinn is the uh, is the depth piece that could be moved. Depth piece. I'm like not any... saying he's a starter. I'm not saying he's getting a lottery pick. It's not. That's obviously not going to happen. And you know what? I think maybe two seconds is more correct than a late first
1: round pick. I'll go with you on that. Um, I thought I thought a yeah. second. Yeah, I it was. With I, with I, I a, a singular, eight, yeah, a singular second from like a, a good team. Like not a good team, like a good draft position team. So it was like a thirtieth. Okay, thirty-second so
0: pick. So, so something like we got uh, that, like we got coming up in this year's draft. With the uh, with yeah, the give or, or take,
2: yeah.
5: Listen, you guys are all mad at me over the dots and stuff, but I gave you all <laughs> a chance to, I gave you all a chance to say no. You know what I mean? I asked you specifically, just say no. You all said yes.
3: Yeah. You them. You're right. You're also right. that Knicks fans consistently overvalue essentially everyone on this the team. Is true so.
2: whoa whoa whoa
5: that's to I'm like lone non-nicks <laughs> fan here i feel like i'm the island that's why i'm not talking
4: <laughs> that's why you should be talking we need you to to speak your rest the... you to, yeah you have to level us
5: out well outside of christop's your whole roster is a disaster still i mean there's they no not... <laughs> The michael I mean... beasley slander man no, listen, i love michael beasley the goat I, is I, in I'm... new york yeah, I, I have the coffee mug. I can't be objective <laughs> with him. I told Jared the other day on his podcast that I think he could average 25 points per game in the NBA. On I 15 will. field goal
4: attempts a game. <laughs> <Joe> ben-
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and all you do is say ridiculous things. So I don't know where to go from here, guys. Jared Jack is old. All right.
2: <laughs> yeah, show was your take.
1: Should we just transition to oh, KP
4: here?
1: Yes. So, yes. So before Jared uh, somewhat transitioned us, Seamlessly before we very, you know, we fell right off the rails after a beautiful transition. Um, Chris Stapp's brother had a very telling quote. I think it was today basically saying that uh, money's cool, but it's going to take a lot more than money to keep Chris Stapp's in New York because basically he's a budding star. I'm paraphrasing, but he's a budding star. Money's going to come no matter where he goes, if he's taking care of business on the court. So they need to basically create a culture that he would want to stay in for hopefully the duration of his career. And um, he's pulled a couple of stunts that seem to challenge the Knicks front office when he was curving them in the summertime, when he went to Latvia to play ball, um, ignoring calls. And I don't think he talked to Hornacek for quite some time. So is this good or is this bad in your opinion? Because, I know in the olden days this would be the players of prima donna he needs to get over himself and what have you but when it comes to a, situ- a situation like the new york knickerbocker franchise that is just just a disgustingly run franchise i think it's and i was on board with the summer power moves with curving them um, i'm on board here too you can't just keep letting a bad situation run as poorly as it has been and I think it's it's good to be challenging these things publicly. He knows that he has the leverage. He knows that they're gonna want and have to keep him here. And he's basically saying your money's not good enough, which is what the sort of the selling point always is, is the Knicks will will throw money at you. So I like it. I think it's a good move. It it's a bold move for sure, and some people will still somehow side with management and the team, but it's neither here nor there, but I, I sort of enjoyed seeing that today.
3: I agree. I liked it. I do think the Porzingis, is, Porzing, the Porzingis family needs to tread lightly because this is a very very petty team, petty management. Mm. And the second you cross, there's this, there's a line with Dolan. We don't know what it is, but the second you cross it, it you know they'll just be irrational. I like what they're doing. I liked the move skipping the. Exit interview. I like basically trying to set your own boundaries for the kind of culture you want. I think it's all good. I don't mind anything Giannis said, but I think it's weird timing. It's like the beginning of a season where KP is basically taking over the team and he's nowhere near being offered an extension. And um, I just think it's a really weird timing and somewhat threatening, but maybe it's just a translation. I say I go with it. I like it, but tread lightly.
0: I feel like like yeah. he's trying to just, like, introduce his own extension talk in here. This is, like, this is Kristaps trying to, you know, say, like... Because we haven't been talking about the extension at all, like you were just saying. Like, it hasn't really been on anyone's radar. But maybe this is Chris stops just trying to say, like, oh, this is the... Trying to remind us all that, you know, the money's still on the table. He's performing well right now. Uh, but he wants to make sure that things are going as usual. Because that's the only way I can think of it. Because w- why else would... Yanis come out and say that, you know, he's not going to, we shouldn't get too excited because he might not take the money when everything is going well right now. Chris Ops is playing like a monster. Uh, You know, the team is performing a little bit better than I think anyone thought. And it's it's looking like he's having fun out there on the court. Um, I don't see why his brother would want to come along and try to, you know, rain on the parade. Uh, unless Chrisops is just trying to throw a subtle reminder to everyone, like, you know, keep me happy. Don't don't uh, don't let me tread here. Also, uh, Kim, the the term is poor guy.
3: I was going to say I don't know if it's poor zing guy, the whole family because <laughs> yeah. they all they're all making decisions together as well. And This is not like one person saying one thing.
0: The plural they could have, be like, poor yeah. gods. I don't know.
3: Poor gods. That's
2: better. I mean, it was only four months ago that he was on the trading block and it was only like a month ago where they totally mismanaged the whole Carmelo thing. Like, I think it's short memory for us to just credit this season as everything going well when he was so close or when um, bad times were like not very far away in the past.
1: I think it's just the recency of him being on this tear that he's been on. I think that just... it it helps people forget, you know, we wanted, think about it. I mean, last year we wanted KP to take a step up and we knew that he couldn't because Melo was still there and for whatever reason they traded for Derrick Rose. And we knew those two things were going to block him from taking that step forward. And then we've been saying it for a while now, like he needs to get his own shot. He needs to be the number one option. He can do it, what have you. And then he starts the year with, uh, five out of seven games were 30-plus points, and I think people just get lost in that and excited because we expected them to be 0-182 for the most part, and then they go 3-3, three and three and Chris Stapps is dropping 30-something points. So, yeah, I mean, and, and Knicks fans are always irrational, always irrational, and I think that feeds into it as well. So you finally turn the corner from the Carmelo stuff, the Derrick Rose stuff, and then all of a sudden KP's dropping 38 points on... Nikola Jokic who's top five in the NBA and then you get a little bit more excited than maybe you should so I don't know I kind of I don't think the timing's actually that weird because I think it comes on the heels of that like you see him do all these things and it's in the middle of people getting excited and then that's why I think it's such a a bold move it's because in the center of him being on such a hot stretch because there's going to be low points in the season. They're basically, while all attention's on KP, while we have, uh, you know, Ennis Candor saying he should be in the MVP discussion, you know, um, a network, Jason Concepcion, he was talking about him being top 15 for sure today on the Ringer podcast. So people are now actively talking about him being a top 15 guy, a potential MVP discussion guy. And I think they know this. His family knows this. And I think they're sort of using that to be like, okay, well, Potential MVP guy, Kristaps Porzingis, isn't just going to take your money.
3: And, and I respect them for that. I think that's a good thing. I think it's good that they care about culture and they care about how a team is run and how their star is treated. But let's be honest, there's a moat between what the Knicks are going to be able to pay him and anyone else. So uh-huh. I would bluff on that.
1: No, nope, I agree. And that's old. I like huh.
4: that. I also like I like the transparency here from the poison gods side, because I, I like them saying that this was thought out, that him curving them over the summer, skipping the exit meeting, that this wasn't just, you know, him being a 21 year old shit and reacting to them treating his friend poorly, that this was him kind of sitting there and being like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I don't want to be a part of this. I'm going to give you guys some time to think about it. And now this was the follow up where it's kind of like yeah we're very happy with the way things have been going and if you guys don't make us happy we're not going to stick around which like look i know i'm kind of a negative Knicks fan about a lot of this stuff but like somebody needs to tell the knicks to get their shit together because they finally have a franchise player and if they don't get it together they're going to lose him so this was kind of him essentially saying what everybody's been thinking even though you know it's not like on the forefront of what we're talking about so I, i don't hate that this was put out there it's kind of like a it's kind of like warning, you know, your significant other if you don't get your act together, I could do better than you.
1: Yeah, I I, I ultimately think he's still going to sign. Why? The Knicks suck. Why would he do that? This guy could be a superstar anywhere. Because I feel like you're you're 100% correct. I just feel like the money angle it's it's a negotiating point. Like they're trying to make it seem like the money isn't everything, but again, they can offer so so much of it and while that sh- shouldn't and probably won't be all of it, I feel like there's still a tolerable level for shit that that family will accept from this organization. And I just have like the sneaking suspicion that the Knicks will improve it the bare minimum to meet those standards, to keep it passable until he signs a deal before. It, I just feel like it's very Nixy. Like they'll get him to sign the extension and then like they'll trade for Andrea Bargani. Like, <laughs> Oh, to, come on. Is I he playing to, anywhere to, right now? Uh, I think he's in Italy again. Last night I checked, he was in Italy.
3: Uh, Why can do you we keep tabs? Month?
1: We have to. Oh, yeah. We have to extend the streak on our podcast. Right, We're like we'll, eight we'll weeks. We'll clean deep. it up. So, so back to KP. Um, just to shift gears a little bit.
4: Wait, Joe. Let, let's let Joe chime in. Joe, what do you think? I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to be that guy. Joe, what, what are your thoughts on this whole Porzingis signing with the Knicks, party. not the Knicks?
5: Yeah. Uh, it's just. I mean, he's his family is trying to do the power play and be like. We have all the power here, and the Knicks stink if we leave. Um, but he'd be leaving, what, like $150 million on the table if the bird rights are lost? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah, they, they're they saying, yeah, we're not worried about the money. But, like, Kim made a good point. Like, it's, a, it's, it's all bullshit just to, like, you know, get a power play going. So, did you yeah, guys? he's not see, going anywhere.
0: Did you guys see Tommy Beer's thread today? Uh, I did not. All right, so he had, like, a seven tweet thing. I'm just going to skim through real quickly, but... So, despite comments from KP's brother it would be very very risky for Porzingis to decline the max extension. Based on current projections, they could offer him about 156 million in the summer of 2018, which to kick in that season be an average of 31.3 million. Um if he declines the extension offer in 2018 and again in 2019 as an RFA, Knicks would still control his rights through 1920 and KP would earn just 7.5 million in 2019-2020. Then once he finally hits unrestricted, Knicks would still have his bird rights. Um, yeah, basically he his like the only move he can make if he wants to decline is like taking out an insurance policy he says um, that basically would he says basically it would be like making a 150 million dollar bet that he won't get significantly injured. I, like, yeah, re- reading through that was enough to kind of convince me that, you know, KP will most likely want to stay. You know, if if everything is lining up, he'll stay. But, you know, he's also wanted to be known that the money isn't going to be everything.
5: Which is bullshit, right? Like, the money is everything. Of course.
3: In the end, it's everything. But I also think he's the kind of guy who, he doesn't just want to go play for a good team. He wants to turn a franchise around he wants to win here, like Kitzine. I think he knows what that means. I don't think it's really a matter of like I just want to go somewhere with this good culture. I'll get my money anywhere. I think in the end he wants to be the guy here, and I mean, sure they're going to pay him the most amount of money, but you know, I mean, earlier we were saying like, why, why would he stay here? The Knicks suck. Yeah, but he wants to turn it around. He, he's the guy that wants to do that.
1: Yeah, I just think he needs to see
3: like, like Mission.
1: Yeah, I, I just think he's looking to see. Improvement. This is such a bad franchise. Obviously, they're not going to turn it around overnight. They haven't turned it around in twenty years. I think he, he just wants to see like things being done so that he feels good when he, it comes time to resign. Like, basically, I think having having sat through the Derrick Rose year and ha- being able to see guys go AWOL in the middle of the season and then go unpunished, I, I think that's the kind of stuff that kind of skews his. His decision-making in this process that he wants this st- I mean, the, the franchise made other terrible decisions. That's the first one I'm, that comes to mind because it's so recent, but I don't know. I, I just... I think he's going to sign here. I think it would have to be really, really bad. Like, Derek Rose kind of stuff. Like, that unpunished kind of stuff. Guys being able to act how they want. I think that would have to continue for him to not sign here. I think if they just start taking somewhat regular strides, which is still a stretch with this franchise, I think he'll sign... I just worry that they're so far
4: away from being competitive and they have contracts locked up for the next three, four years to Joe Kim Noah and Tim Hardaway Jr. to be you know, their highest paid players. I don't see how they're going to be able to turn it around anytime quickly. And look, I've been begging for them to to rebuild through the draft and to really you know, focus on, on a youth movement. And it looks like they're finally starting to do that a little bit better than they have in years past. I just don't know if that's going to be enough for Porzingis to want to stay. I mean, I, I really hope that you know the whole thing about him wanting to turn the Knicks around and wanting to win in New York I I hope that there's some merit behind that I really hope that he feels that I mean it's kind of it's hard for me to get behind that after we just saw you know this happen with Carmelo over the last few years where he came to New York wanted to turn them around really stuck through some bad years and the Knicks just weren't able to do it for him it's just it's hard to have confidence that they're going to be able to do it for Porzingis yes there are different players Porzingis is younger Porzingis isn't going to come from a team, you know, and and go to New York. Instead, he he's starting here, so you know his roots are here. This is all he knows NBA wise. Hopefully, there, there's just more room for him to grow, and he'll want to grow and be a little more open minded about stuff than than maybe Melo was. I just it, it's I have battered woman syndrome here with the Knicks, mm-hmm. and it's hard to it's hard to feel positive with his first couple years and knowing it's not going to get better anytime soon. When this stuff comes out that you know it's going to take more than money to keep him around.
1: Yeah. Um, so sorry, guys. Did, I didn't mean to kill the mood there. No, no, but I mean we gotta at least segue to the accolades. Yeah, right. I Joe mean, did it while
5: ago. You can Bring the relatively about. speaking podcast on the next wall apparently. <laughs> so, so
1: now that we you know said so we had to say about KP signing or potentially not signing um, to stay in the present. What do we see for the remainder of the season? Obviously thinking he's going to continue to score 30 points a night, five out of seven games is likely a stretch. Um, The MVP talk is obviously way premature. It's probably not going to be relevant at the midpoint of this uh, season, but what do you think he can actually accomplish individually this season? Because – playoffs are likely out mvps likely out um so what are some things that uh you you think maybe he could potentially uh do individually whether it's most improved player whether it's a, a shot at the scoring title um just anything
2: well definitely I think also... we should go joe here for i think we should go joe here first for the like the basic realistic view and then we branch off and do like the nixie stuff like the nixie fan stereotypical like oh he's going to be the mvp and this year. So I'll go last, because that's my take. Did you go first just now? Is that what happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did, didn't I?
5: Nice. Take it away, Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, think I think he'd be the most improved player. And uh, I don't think he has a chance at MVP, and that's not really his fault. It's because the Knicks aren't going to be good. Um, other than that, there's no playoffs. There's the all-star team, obviously, he'll make. And uh, he'll probably make a first or a second team all-NBA, but... Uh, not, but like, as if that's like a bad thing, but, um, yeah, that's it. Like there's no, he, there's no other awards really for him to win. He's not going to win defensive play of the year. And, uh, he's not going to win the scoring title either. Sorry.
0: No, no, it's, it's, I think that's fair. I don't think he's going to win the scoring title. I think there's a lot of other guys out there who are going to be competing for it. Um, well, only
1: reason I, brought, only reason I brought the scoring title thing up today was because I, I, on the way home from work, I was listening to the ringer podcast and, uh, Jason, is it conception or Concepcion? I don't want to Pretty say Jason this wrong. Concepcion. Okay, so Jason Concepcion. I just feel like that's a really fancy way to say what I thought it was in my head. <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure that I was I was saying it right. I do not want to be rude about it. Um, no, he was saying that, uh, oh, yeah, you know, at the beginning of the year, it would have been wild to think he had a chance to the scoring title. But, you know, watching him, you know, be the only real scoring option on this team, you know, now I don't think it's so far fetched to say he's got a real shot at it. He's like that would have been crazy, you know, last week to think that. He's like, but now after seeing it for seven or eight games, I I feel pretty good about basically saying that he could be uh, in the running for it. Which I, I don't think he wins it. I mean, you have to score a lot of points in today's NBA to win the scoring uh, title, but I, I don't think he wins it. But to be, I think he's going to be league leader. I mean, probably top ten, right? Maybe.
4: I buy that. Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, I think he's top 10. I think he has a shot at actually winning the scoring title this year. I mean, you look towards the top right now. Obviously, we have Giannis leading the league at the moment, and I think he stands a good chance of staying there. But most of the other guys like along the top have other really good players next to them. And who's the second best scorer on the Knicks this season? Like Probably hard away in the long run. The long run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we got five guys. different answers on that. That's amazing. <laughs> and but that that's the point, though. I mean, like Courtney Lee's not going to come out firing. Neither is Lance Thomas. Like Enos Cantor is going to keep doing what he does. Maybe Beasley one day gets his 25 points per game on 15 shots. He I don't know if will. we'll see it. We'll see. Uh, I just think I think he's definitely going to finish top 10. I think he has a good shot at finishing top five. And I mean, look, if the guy's able to stay healthy and he's able to keep this level of energy, I mean. He looks like a different guy. His body's definitely transformed from when he came into the league to where he is now. I think he's ready to handle the scoring burden. And I know we're waiting for these lulls. He's not going to come out and drop 38 every night. Probably not going to average 30. But, like, I wouldn't be shocked if he's in the high 20s this year. There's no one else to score the basketball on this team. And he's got a lot to prove. I I think he has a shot. In terms of awards, I mean, he has no chance at MVP. Defensively, he's not going to be there. If he wins his scoring title or his top five, I think he's got a real shot at most improved player.
3: Kim? I'm a lot more conservative than you guys. I feel like most most improved is a possibility. I think we need to brace ourselves. I think he's going to get tired this season. And I think there's going to be a little bit of a lull in the scoring and it's going to look bad. The team is just going to look like what they are without him scoring how he is now. But obviously I think he's start starts in the all-star game although I don't know how this new voting is gonna work but I think he's an all-star I think um, I think no oh, no I guess it's the same until I don't know when the new stuff starts but I think he's an all-star I think um, you know I think I think he's gonna hit a little bit of a rough patch he played all summer um, I think he drops 50 one game
1: Ooh.
3: Two. Ooh. but uh, other than that I, I don't see any other big big medals out there this year
2: Uh, just a quick the all-star game is still 15 players per conference Um, fans still vote for five on each conference the coaches then select the replace or not the replacement the bench the reserves and then the top two leading vote getters regardless of conference I believe not sure um, they then draft the teams Does
3: that start this year that's this season
2: I do believe so yeah
3: much better
1: Kyle, yeah. anything? Oh yeah, I, I just didn't think I'm fairly conservative. I didn't think the scoring uh, title thing was. I don't think he has a chance to really win it. I I think he's going to be top ten. I feel pretty comfortable saying top ten, just given the landscape of this team. Um, he's going to be asked to fill fill it up, whether it's on too many shots or not. I don't know how efficient he'll be by the end of the year, but I think top ten's likely where he ends up, in my opinion. Um, I think he does have a real chance at most improved for that reason. I don't know. I I don't think he's gonna win it maybe, but I think he's got probably the best chance to win most improved if any award. Um, and I think obviously he's a lock for the All Star game. I feel very comfortable saying that. Um, Joe mentioned uh, all, he would be in an All NBA team, and it's possible. I think that's also possible. So a lot of like. I'm sort of wishy-washy on it because just, I, I don't know. This is his first, like Kim was saying, this is the first year that he's been the number one option. He's going to be asked to do a hell of a lot on both ends of the floor. You never know when he's going to really tire or give out and how it's going to affect you know the numbers and everything else. But I think an all-star for sure with a real chance of winning most improved top 10 in scoring. That's kind of how I see the season going.
2: He'll be an all-star starter this season. He'll finish top five in scoring, and he's gonna win most at, or most improved player. I almost wild out and said most valuable player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it was a
1: fine line you were walking.
2: <laughs> Whew. Uh, no, nah, he's he should be most improved. I think he's already jumped five points in scoring. What's he? What is he like twenty two last year? Ish, he was low twenties, right? Or was he, he even it? lower than? I think, no, I don't think he hit the twenties. I think he was 18. Okay, so he's at twenty. He's at twenty eight right now. I think he can hold that, and that puts him right now behind Giannis, DeMarcus Cousins, and Steph Curry. DeMarcus Cousins will not stay this high, I don't think, just because I don't think there's enough for Davis and Boogie to both get theirs. Um, so that puts him like, top three. I think he can do that. I think that's possible. I'm totally all in on my large adult son. Um, this is his year, year one of making the leap, um yeah, he'll finish top three in scoring at me in June when I'm wrong. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm gonna go on record with that one. Top three scoring wins most improved and is an all star starter. Okay. Anthony? Lock it in.
0: Yeah, I'm I am at the point where i think he he could really make most improved player he would be my vote right now if he if he sticks around the like 28 points a game like trey's saying that he can then yeah i think you you give it to him right away um and yeah he'll i think he'll be an all-star starter i don't have any any doubts about that especially or no they changed up the whole uh the whole all-star format for this year right It's like the whole draft system thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, welcome to the podcast. Sorry, I I, I stepped away for like uh,
1: three
0: minutes. I threw you guys a BRB. But uh, yeah, no, he'll, I think regardless, he'll still probably get in. I think he's a super popular player in the league. So Um, yeah, I I, I think uh, those are kind of the consensus sticking points that I'll stay with there. MIP and... uh, and, and, yeah, all-star starter, and that should be enough to, uh, to, you know, warrant the extension coming up and to convince me that he's, you know, for real moving forward even more than he's convinced me so far.
1: All right, uh, Anthony, I'm just going to let you take the reins here on the donut talk.
0: Oh, what <laughs> I've been waiting for. So, <laughs> I consider myself a donut connoisseur i have i have donut experience i've I worked in a donut shop for a damn near two years um, i have tried all of the kinds of donuts and i'm here to tell you why all of your favorites are wrong so okay ooh, let's uh where where are we how do we want to start this Do we want to start with like type of donut or are we going to start with like store or brand or do you want to okay, just like rank? i need to okay. know
3: where you what Universe, you're coming from? Okay. Or yeah. are you
0: Chicago? Am I what?
3: Where are you in the world? Where's Where am I in projection? the world?
0: I'm in Chicago.
3: Okay, so that makes a massive difference because nothing okay. food wise, Chicago is better than New York. That's
0: right. <laughs> Kim, mm. Kim, Kim, Kim. Like I feel like everyone. Wait, 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 wait! No, 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 no! Sorry. Okay, right. No, no chiming in yet. In no chiming in yet. I need to.
3: I lived in Chicago. I'm just putting that out there.
0: Oh, you did live in I Chicago. I lived in bike. Chicago. <laughs> all right. How? All right. How long ago were you out here? Just curious.
3: I I lived in Chicago for exactly two years. Okay. Um maybe seven years ago. Okay. Fair. Something like
0: that. I will say, I've lived in Chicago for the last five years now. Um uh, the culinary scene has grown exponentially exponentially ugh, in my time here. Um, especially the donut trends there's been a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of pop-up donut shops, some individuals, and a lot of good chains too. Um, all right. But let's let's put aside um, let's put aside brands. We'll put aside yeah you know, locations. We'll put aside all that stuff. I what I'm most curious about is types of donuts ranked one through five.
3: Oh hmm. man, that's really that's hard.
0: I I can probably. Give you my five right now, but for credibility's sake, I need to stay till the end.
3: Okay, but I'm going to just say, off the bat, okay. fruit is not dessert. I do not consider fruit dessert, so don't put any like crazy... This is, this is
0: fair. This is fair. Fine. Go. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with probably my number five. I'm going to go with the apple fritter. Uh, classic. You really, You really can't beat it. Um is, except for by these four. Apple fritters Ooh. a donut. Fuck yeah it is. Controversy <laughs> on the first one. An apple fritter is made out of glazed donut holes <laughs> that have been reconstructed and glazed inside and then put back into the fryer uh to get, to make them stick together.
4: So, so why do they call it a donuts. why do they call it a fritter not a donut? Because it's it has to be with <laughs> okay, the after effect. Let me move on. <laughs> number four, my favorite is a brownie donut. All right, let's do
0: number four. Number, f- it's made out of donut dough. That's why it's a donut. Jesus fucking Christ! Um, number four is I'm gonna say uh, kind of a controversial one here, but blueberry cake donuts, real, real, no. real good.
1: No, that that's that's good. I'm not yes. a big donut guy, but that's good. Okay.
0: Number three, standard glaze classic mm. it's a classic and you just don't fuck with the classic sometimes number two this is where i'm probably gonna start losing some of you uh number two i'm gonna go with pistachio of any kind pistachio yes. old-fashioned oh probably God, yes um okay good that's a better reaction than i thought
1: pistachio is for an elite palette and this.
0: and listen, like I said, I I've been I've been through the donut world. I've been up and down. I've I've spent time. I've I've cried in donut stores. I've laughed in donut stores. I've shed blood. <laughs> I had a lady get her key stuck in the wall of a donut store one time, and I had to deal with it. It's a whole a whole thing. But my number one, after all those experiences and trying all the donuts, is the coconut cream donut. Mm. Spicy. Don't at me. I
3: I'm with you on that one I'm
2: with you. i thought he was gonna say boston cream i was gonna log off
0: no i'm off on boston <laughs> creams i never really had, I had too much chocolate and like the like neutral cream i am about it but um all right i don't know if the rest of you have takes or if this is just me and kim but kim let's do it
3: all right i'm gonna do this a little bit differently because i'm assuming most of the nicks wall podcast listeners are based in new york and are Knicks fans so i'm gonna give you the places you need to go to get the best donuts in the city, yeah. oh, and okay.
2: talk about it
3: exactly what to order. When you this get is there. good. Next time, I'm back I have eaten all of them. Okay, so number one, donut plant, Lower East Side. I think there's a whole bunch of different donut plants. But
4: Brooklyn blackout, man. Brooklyn blackout is like my I, number I, one or two. Woo, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. not get way.
3: through. It is amazing, but you got to get the dough seeds, which are basically small, round, amazingness filled with either crumb brulee or hazelnut cream. Those are first and foremost. Stay away from the square yeast donuts. They're not good. Um, donut plant, amazing, number one. Donut pub is an actual bar where you sit on bar stools and you order donuts. Mm.
2: Mm.
3: It's on 9th Avenue around 14th Street. Go, all around deliciousness. Fluffy, light, amazing. It doesn't matter which one you order. Get a box of nine. I've done it. Um, new and fancy <laughs> is what uh, deuce. Which is in the William Vale Hotel in Williamsburg. And there's a pop up in Soho. And it's Wiley Dufresne Donuts. And they do an ice cream sandwich donut, which is a strawberry donut and a blueberry donut with vanilla ice cream in between, rolled in some sort of like amazing or crispy multicolored crap that's delicious. Oh, man. That's so, then, that's so
0: good. We used to do the like donut ice cream sandwiches at the place I worked at um they would, they would actually it actually was gelato for a while and it would just be they just cut the donut in half and just stick a uh, stick some gelato on in the inside it was perfect but anyway i digress and
3: they freeze these so you can just eat them that they don't get messy um, yeah, yeah. but then they still have they've got like mexican hot chocolate donuts they've got espresso donuts and they serve it with coffee milk to dip it in so mm-hmm. go there because it's amazing
2: jesus christ
3: <laughs> yeah i know what i'm talking about <laughs> no. and this place is a cr- around the corner from my job so it's bad um all right i'm gonna give you i think good old-fashioned krispy kreme in new york is perfectly fine if you're really under pressure and you need a donut
0: you gotta get fresh um, krispy kreme like like of, it, always yeah if yeah. you have a
3: krispy kreme or dunkin donuts which i never do but if you have to they have to be fresh there's nothing worse than old
0: is that like Kris- i feel like that's an oxymoron fresh dunkin donuts
3: I don't know. Do they not do? I never go to Dunkin' Donuts. All Dunkin' Donuts
1: so. are frozen. So let me let me just tell you, as an experienced oh, as an experienced uh, liver across the street of a Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> they are not good.
3: <laughs> I, not I don't <laughs> know. I don't eat them. So
1: yeah, it's directly stay across awake. the street from my house. It's it's you sometimes go because you have to. And
0: the Dunkin' Blueberry Cake is, not is the only solid donut I've ever had from
1: them. That, that was my donut take they're not good
0: okay
3: Thank sorry right. to
1: bring the mood Scorching. down Scorching. yeah bring it okay. back up
3: I'm gonna give you one more under West donuts it sounds a little kinky but it's not under <laughs> under West is uh, all the way on the west side I don't know what block you got to google it but they're all delicious and this is gonna be really bad I'm gonna get complaints about this one but I one that I hate that people love is in bed style called dough and they're just they're really doughy and awful and so that's on my no list but there you go all the most amazing donuts right. in new york city you're right. welcome i don't know
0: if any of these places were around when you were in chicago but um definitely not stan's donuts um why do, why do you say that my friend well no i that's uh my former employer um no Stan, stan's donuts is fine like they just definitely weren't around when, uh, when Kim was out there because I think they're only like two or three years old at this point. But um, they're good. Um, do right donuts will pop up out here pretty often. They're not they're not bad either. Uh, I've but heard it. yeah, do do right's kind of popular. Uh, I will say that the two most popular and by far the two best uh, donut chains you can go to in Chicago are um, uh, Glazed and Infused. Definitely, definitely solid. If you're ever in town, they're everywhere. And my number one favorite donut spot out here is Fire Cakes. Fire Cakes—they make a—they uh, make a pistachio old fashioned that is just out of this world. And where I work right now, I have on my one cross street a glazed and infused, and on the other I have a Fire Cakes. Um, and funny enough, my internship when I was in college was on the exact same street that I currently work on. So i so you have,
3: don't get that much huh
0: i have been
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank you <laughs> <laughs> i'm just immersed by donuts like i finally left working at a donut shop for like two years and i just get like surrounded by them nonstop. so um, okay well, i'm have
3: never had a pistachio one i'm gonna have to find
0: oh, one you find yourself a good pistachio it's life it's life-changing um and also shout out because i'm eating uh I'm eating some donut holes right now because I forgot to grab some on my way out of the office today. And I just had to run to the grocery store. But they are Clyde's donuts. And I found that to be very fitting for tonight's uh, podcast. So
1: staying on brand. Staying on
0: brand. Clyde's a solid, too. Best grocery store donuts you'll
1: find. Huh. Quick, uh, not donut, but still on the food topic debate, since uh, everybody. Was pleasantly surprised when Anthony brought up a pistachio donut. So everybody, is everybody on board with pistachios here? Yo. Yeah, they're good. Okay, all right, all right. Let's see how far you guys follow me here. I love pistachios. I love them. I is have this a been... these nuts joke? Is that's is that nope, wrong? No, nope. I wish it
5: was. I wish it was.
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys. Very, this is a very real concerning topic. For the last, I can't probably my entire life, I have been ridiculed for enjoying a wonderful cup. A pistachio ice cream. No, now,
0: yeah, yes, that's, there's nothing wrong with pistachio ice cream.
1: Do, do we like pistachio ice cream? Have we followed me there? Yes.
3: Yes. yes.
1: We're still okay. here.
3: I'm a little concerned, but yes.
1: Yeah, this is like a, a very <laughs> what, dark road. No, no, no. Me, Dad? It, 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 ends, it ends here, okay? Which that was also a depressing line. So. <laughs> so. Is... Pistachio ice cream, or is pistachio ice cream not better than mint chocolate chip? Because, Ooh. because I despise mint chocolate chip. I do not like it. And I have been told that it is a far superior ice cream to pistachio. And I've been getting this pistachio slander for years. Um, I need some help on this. I like mint and, chocolate
0: chip, I, and it is like four tiers below pistachio.
1: Well, there's one it We're is, on the board. Yeah.
3: This is a hard decision for me. I want to mix them all up in a cup and eat it. So I pass.
2: That is some crazy behavior.
3: Well, that's <laughs> viral.
2: I'm not I'm not like against it. Like I would probably do the same, but to say it out loud just seems <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like I would do it just like, you know, in the corner at the uh like eating ice cream with the family and then all of a sudden I'm just mixing it. Like I I don't I wouldn't announce it
1: type of deal.
5: I'm not Good. proud that I would do that.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, Jared and Joe. Uh,
5: I've had neither.
1: Ooh. Joe, well, Joe's had what? three
4: pizza toppings in his life, guys. Joe has had three pizza well, toppings.
1: Well, now, now I need to know what the pizza toppings were. Cheese I threw
5: my sweets up my nose. Um, I, just, just had just... like
0: strawberries, anchovies, and... Oh, so Kyle's no. favorite.
5: Yeah. Uh, oh. You're a piece of shit. Pepperoni, hey. sausage, and then just chicken wing pizza. That's it all right you've never, never been had pages? like everything like else it's... seems really gross like i'm a coward i'll admit it up front when somebody goes hey try this weird topping that doesn't lie on a pizza like olives i'm gonna be like fuck no get that thing away from me and i'll eat a normal piece of pizza
0: you've never had a slice of pizza with like spinach on it
5: no we're all right so i grew up in this town you guys are all from new york i'm from Scranton, wilkes-barre ah. i grew up in a town called Forge. all the pizza there is actually square they don't do any crazy toppings it's just ah, square st louis style no, it's called Old Forge style. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Google it. It's, the, it's the pizza capital of the world. We're going to fight now. We have Chicago, we have New York, and then you can Google Old Forge pizza and we'll say that Old Forge pizza is the best.
0: While we're on the topic, Kim, can you commiserate with me on how bad Chicago thin crust pizza is?
3: I don't even know why they attempt it. It's
0: fair. It's, it's, oh my God. It's, I'm like, I don't, I don't want that.
3: I don't They want make to... it in a circle, but they cut it into squares.
0: Yeah. What it's is It's that? outrageous. It's outrageous it's and it's just cardboard. But thank you. I needed that.
4: All right, guys, just to bring this back to where we should be, mint chocolate chip and pistachio are both elite. <laughs> I don't really think that you could choose one over the other. And I think it's petty to say one is worse than the other. Like, I just think, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's, it's, it's too tough. I can't, I can't make a decision. They're two of my favorites of all time. I know that it's probably not fair game to bring up Carvel on this podcast because Carvel makes brown bonnets, which is, you know, like a chocolate covered ice cream cone. And they have a green flavor. And the first time I got it, I was really hoping it was mint chocolate chip. I was pleasantly surprised to find out it was pistachio. I think that they're like a one A and one B guys. That's Sean such a, a fucking Jared, Jared Mintz answer.
1: But but which <laughs> well, one is not which one is the one A?
4: Uh, that's, that's, that's a good question. Maybe there are <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I got, I got nothing there. All right, guys, we need to be definitive. You're right. We need to be definitive. I'm going to say mint chocolate chip is better.
2: Oh, God. Talk about it. It's better.
4: But like, you're treating me like I'm doing this thing where we're comparing LeBron and Kobe and I'm saying Kobe sucks. No, they're both like great all time. Just, you know, if you have to choose one. You have Kobe to choose better? one.
1: LeBron is definitely better. But, well, actually, cool. Tim Duncan had a better career than Kobe, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs>
4: I don't disagree, <laughs> and I'm glad that you will actually me. You literally well
2: actually
1: it. Neither
2: no, of oh, them the- hold a the candle to Nikola Jokic, though.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. And we he come full circle, circle. Right now.
2: Yeah. Yes. Just like a donut. Hey, do you guys like? Sorry.
3: No. What?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like how everyone else is desensitized to my terrible jokes and puns, and Kim is like, "Wow, that was a good
3: I'm one." one. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 Congrats, Trey. <laughs> Thank all you. right. Uh,
1: good
0: night. Wrap it up, Kyle. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're good <laughs> here, everybody?
1: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, follow. Uh, everybody want to just yeah, plug, plug in your, uh, pl- plug your ads in because I don't remember them all off the top of my head.
4: Wow. You guys can follow Joe on Twitter at Joseph Nardone. That's J-O-S-E-P-H-N-A-R-D-O-N-E. Uh yeah, I don't know. Nobody's I'm, listening. I'm J Man's Hoops at J Mint Hoops. Follow me on Twitter. Cool, cool, cool. Don't
3: follow me. It's fine.
5: Follow Kim,
4: <laughs> KG <laughs>
5: underscore N-Y-K. That just sounds really creepy <laughs> when you say it like that. Just follow Kim and podcast.
1: <laughs> follow Trey uh, Zingas. to avoid following. Yeah, try to avoid following Trey if possible
2: um if you do follow me you can make it on the list with joe you will be friends with him on people that want to fight me it's a very extensive list kyle and joe are on it right now Yep, trey's There's gonna get in those. a
1: couple of weeks um yep real. uh follow anthony at Wish I was corbo yeah that's me <laughs> yep uh, that's anthony
0: wait and real follow key. me at what okay follow kyle at magio nba but real quick i wanted to say something too uh yeah go ahead I meant to say it's at the beginning of the episode, but Nick's new website is out today. Uh, we put a lot of effort into getting that up, and we're really proud of how it came out. So if y'all could go and take a look and uh, give us some page views, we'd appreciate that greatly.
1: Also, uh, just buy our shirts. Uh, yeah, it doesn't and matter which just one. buy our shirts. Just just go to, go to the store, find one it's so that is man. enjoyable to you. Um, Joe is a big Bees guy. We have a Bees shirt in there. We have the French Prince. Yeah, we have Chris mug. Timms, Porzingis. We have the uh, the Evergreen KPU Up shirt where he's mm-hmm. shooting ADM. Um, well,
3: to me I love I said, that shirt.
1: Shooting an iMessage.
3: Did I miss that completely?
1: Oh what? yeah, yeah. Is he's, that real? He's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it's almost like a fadeaway too, because he knows it's a long shot, but he also <laughs> is he's also following through because he's confident.
3: Was it an accidental tweet?
0: Oh, just no. just look up Christoph's Abigail Ratchford and you're good to go.
2: Okay. Well it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a you up, but uh, it, okay. it, it gets it, it you know and Christoph shoots more in the DMs than he does on the court. Mm, talk about it. He's not People even for- in the
0: DMs, man. Like he is he's right there on the comments section.
4: Most improved player. Ooh. Ooh. God
2: damn it. Alright. So uh yeah, that's <laughs> That's all we Jared got is my burner account.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will say I don't wear sports stuff, and I do want one of your shirts. I just have to figure out which one.
1: Yeah, you, you let us know.
3: Yeah, I'll probably just wear it to bed, but I I want one.
1: <laughs> I
4: heard all guests of the uh, Knicks Wall podcast get a free uh, shirt, so uh, I've been waiting on mine. That only is a thing. That is, only, a thing. that only first-time is only only
0: first time guests.
4: I heard he, I saw Ian Begley wearing his shirt recently, by the way. I, don't oh, know got if you guys heard. I mean I don't know if you guys heard the next wall had Ian Begley on this week. Did we have Ian I... Begley on this week?
1: We're pretty important folks.
4: Who's Ian Begley?
1: Jan. Yeah, Ian uh,
4: yeah. actually
1: told us. <laughs> he actually told us he was the best um NYK media member at Hoops. So that was a thing that he said. And he said he was the best beat writer. Yeah, it was he was very bold. He came mm-hmm. out firing. So
5: he's pretty cocky. Did you right? Solá after that?
1: He threw him right under the bus. He
0: did it himself. All right. All right.
1: Let's go. All right, guys. Thanks for being on. Guys. Have a good night.
4: Thanks for having me, man. Men, women, guys, go nuts, <laughs> <laughs> folks. J's
0: Bye, ready. guys. All right, guys. I'm <laughs> in call now. <laughs> <laughs>